<laughs> Welcome to Barrel Podcast. I've been Alex. I've been in the background. This is Namu yeah, here yeah. in the Isolation Studios, the Isolation Barrel Podcast Studios, and I have got remotely T Bone. Hello, T Bone. Are you there? I am here, mate. <laughs> I am remotely here, um, mate. We've got the technology. Look at your setup. You can see on the on the on the video, you've got your microphone, your all your, all your gear, all the gear, and no idea. Also joining us remotely today is Adzi Ads Kennedy. How are you, buddy? Good, thank you, boys. Good to be here. I feel uh, a little inadequate because both you guys <laughs> have got glasses on, and it makes you look way more professional. I thought you were going to say it because we've both got microphones and you haven't, but yeah, just old oh, man. that that as well. Yeah, old man glasses. Right, I'll, I'll give you an old pair so you can um, fit in. Thanks, mate. Yeah, that'd be good. I feel way more smarter and uh, more technologically advanced. I've got I've got an old pair as well, but I always lose them, and uh, because I'm an old man. So anyway, what was that, T Bone? Adzi, how'd you go this morning, mate? I bumped into Adzi in the car park um, and he had about a million and one boards in the back of his car. <laughs> Looks like he was off to, uh, I don't know. Where were if off you got to the again, horn, mate? you might as well blow it. Mate, I uh, had a lovely surf. The waves were pumping down here this morning, Saturday morning. Um, the and it wasn't crowded too. No, it wasn't too bad, but... Uh, yeah. It was it was very nice waves, you know, in the four foot mark, very clean. I even got a couple of barrels, and if I can get barreled, that means the waves must have been good, because um, I usually cock them up. But cock I slipped into a few of my seven nine single fin and uh, slipped nine. out of a couple. So Are you sure you weren't um, undergunned this morning? I was. Look, probably a little overgunned, but uh, due to my <laughs> lack of um, doing re-entries, I find uh, and the specific wave I was surfing, as you know doesn't require re-entries. It's sort of a deep water yeah. peak with an inside shelf. So I just do bottom turns, high lines, yeah. cutbacks and barrels. Yeah. Um, sounds good, mate. answer your question, what's that, sorry, Amy? I was just saying, sounds good. Yeah, it is good. But uh, I did have an excessive amount of boards as well as an excessively length board for the session. I had, uh, I think I had nine boards in my car today and I was surfing by myself. Nine boards. But, yeah, nine boards, uh, you know. Three of them were the regular quiver. The other six were of the vintage variety. Mm. Um, and I was on my way after that surf to um, a shed in Quorumup uh, owned by local legend and stalwart Billy Gibson. Billy? Uh, old, yeah, Billy is a legend. Um, he just loves surfing and surfboards, mate. He's been surfing since the fucking 50s or something. Um, and he has got this really cool shed in Quorumup. He's got an old Falcon in there. He's got about a hundred boards. He's got old magazine posters. He's got just so much surfing memorabilia. It's such a cool shed. I actually took a photo. I think you should put it on the uh, Instagram um, Barrel Surf Podcast Instagram page because it's just a beautiful photo. Of uh, what and- a Philly shed. Of Billy shared and all his boards and his car and stuff and and of Billy um, in there and I was picking up five old single fins off him that I gave him a few weeks ago that he that he fixed up for me. Uh, he did an amazing job on him. He's just got the love. He just he yeah, loves sweet. it. You know, it's not about not about the money for him. Um, he's just one of these guys and and he loves the stories behind boards and um, and then I was picking those ones up and then I was actually dropping off. The second round, because I've got quite a collection of old boards um, for him to fix up. And uh, there were some absolute crackers in there. There's this board called a 6.5 Southern Comfort Stinger Tail. So Stinger it's tail. from the, yeah, the old stinger where it's got the step in the deck. Yeah, yeah. As it heads down towards the tail. So big fly, single flyer about three quarters of the way down the board. And the actual deck on the underneath steps in as well. Um, I believe Sick. they call it a stinger. Yeah, Sting up. and uh, no, nice. pretty sought after. So he's going to fix that one up for me. But um, yeah, I might have yeah, to have a chat cool with story. you. I've I've got a um a singly that I need to get fixed as well. It's sort of uh, in a really really bad bad uh, condition, but I don't know. Might be a bit of a yeah. project for old Billy. Is, See what is it an do. original seventies one or? Yeah, it's a um, it's like a nineteen seventy one West Coast board. I think they might used to make them in North Beach. Um, it doesn't have the logo of the chick with the really 
funky hair by any chance? I think it might have even been before that. It, yeah, well, it wouldn't so have been old. any before that. Well, because before that, it was Jesus, Jesus Christ alone. But, I think it's um, just the writing. If I, if yeah, I'm right, okay. It's at, it's at Bams at the moment, so um, I was going to get him yeah. to fix it. He said, "No, it's too, it's too far gone, mate." So yeah, no, Billy's the man. It sat under my dad's um, um, under my dad's veranda for about fifteen years down where he lives down the coast there. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, T Bone. So, so so boys, yeah, and mate, fire ahead. Yeah, so I know where you went, so you don't ne- you don't need to mention anything. But what was the, you said? There was not much crowd. What was going on? Well. It wasn't that bad. I mean, there were definitely a lot of cars in the car park, but I think everyone drove down individually, which is yeah. the right thing to do. Yeah. And we're lucky that our beaches are still open and we just got to, um, you know, do the play by the rules. Um, unlike unlike over in the States at the, America, at the moment, especially in uh, California, you boys see that uh, stand-up paddler doing the runner from the authorities I certainly did so he was out there for about an hour apparently is that was that apparently apparently you got 20 or so waves and um it looked like three to four foot classic i think it was malibu malibu yeah. point yeah yeah malibu Mate, that's point. i reckon that's the most crowded wave in the world even worse than uh the superbank so to get that by yourself is probably like a once in a lifetime thing so he's probably just gone fuck yeah. it i'll take the fine no <laughs> worries if you had 20, wouldn't you just quit while you're ahead? Exactly. Well, he, he, he paddled across to the pier. I think he was trying to get, lose himself in the pier. And they went, nah, you're gone, mate. So, so, boys, what do you reckon? I've been seeing a few little photos and videos about surfers getting in trouble surfing. And um, I think there was a guy over in South, a couple of guys in South Africa. Yeah. Uh, one, one guy in Costa Rica. Um, hey, and tell you that guy, that guy in Costa Rica, didn't they shoot at him while he was <laughs> running Apparently away? some shots were fired. Hey, that's extreme. Shots fired. Shots fired, man. Down. I mean, it, it, if the beach is packed like Bondi, you know, last week or week before, I get it. But if you're the only surfer in the water, I mean, fuck, what's the risk there? There's no the risk. risk. I, think it's just, get- I think it's just, all right, he's doing it. Now everybody else is going to do it. So I think that's yeah, that's, that's the only thing that they're they're. Well, I did notice from the water uh, this morning. I looked back and seen uh, the high vis uniforms of the local police establishment um, standing on the hill at a certain break, um, just checking. Well, doing a surf check. <laughs> yeah, doing a surf check. So I guess <laughs> got some donuts know, on, on board, ready to have a little check of the surf. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think we're on thin ice down here in Western we Australia. Yeah. Obviously, over east has had their issues and over the world has had the issues. And I know that the local uh, Margaret River board riders had a meeting with the Shire a couple of days ago. You guys probably all got that group text that was going around. Basically saying we're on thin ice and we just need to do the right thing. And as you say, rock up with one car, one person. Yeah. Don't hang around yeah. the car park. Get out there, no, surf. That's right. and, Don't even travel. Home, you know? Otherwise, yeah. we're going to be on lockdown in autumn, which is the best time of year for waves, and we'll be stuffed. I know, I know. I can honestly say the um, the distancing out in the surf was was good. I mean, it's like generally you don't really huddle together in the surf. Um, you don't hold hands. Yeah. No, I, I didn't see groups of people. It was actually a lot of one, maybe two max people walking up and down the beach today, and then yeah. obviously people in the water. Um, yeah. I had a mate yep. who wanted to come surfing with me and I just said, mate, I'll meet you down there, you know? Yeah, you're going yeah, to have your mates at the moment. Yeah. Well, you can have two in the car, but as, as you said this morning, it's best if we just go down solo. And, well, which um, are they? Yeah. Better, better for everyone if you're not yeah. going with mates. Yeah, true, yeah. true, 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 <laughs> true. Less crowded, yeah. less chance of getting the virus. So, so, so now the, now the, uh, the regions are, are sort of closed. Um, uh, I, I guess the East Superior should be fairly quiet down here. Um, yeah, that's sort of. that's the thing. It's uh, well, may or may not be a good time of year to be surfing down this way. And generally, we do get a fairly massive influx from uh, uh, in, what's the term interregional. I guess you see, you shouldn't just say Perth, mm. 
Perth people, but it's generally Perth people coming down and um, saying good day. And uh, yeah, so they they're obviously not welcome down here at this time because of the no COVID. So we'll see how we go. Hopefully the beaches yeah. can stay open. We just need to remember. Yeah, so if anyone around here is listening to this podcast, which um, I think it's a few people, uh, just, yeah, do the righty, Kuru, do the righty, and you'll like, you be, you yeah. be sweet. We'll get a couple of uh, nice ones. That's a carton. Who was that? T-Bone. <laughs> was it me? <laughs> T-Bone. So, um, that's, no, that's wasn't a, me, one of the local rangers, actually. He yeah. might have some insightful information for us. No, so you've been, you boys been watching the WSL Rewind, all the all the different uh, contests over the years. Did you watch today's the 2014 Lowers final? No. Who, no tell me who was in the final, T Bone. It was uh, Jordy, Jordy and Jan Jan. And Jordy won. Yeah, yeah. Jordy, Jordy won just. He he started off with a 9.33, and um, probably they probably scored him a bit too high because. John John was surfing really, really well and getting sevens. And um, Geordie looked like he was going to choke. And then uh, sort of the last couple of minutes of the of the heat, of the final, uh, got the chocolates. i tell you what. I think when Geordie's got some flow going with his manoeuvres, the judges absolutely love it, don't they? He, he does like three turns in a row, big turns, and they go, oh, fucking excellent range regardless. I think he's one of the... Yeah, is it? He's one of the judge, one of the boys that the judges favour, I reckon. That that's my thought. Well, as Potts said today, he likes to see Geordie keep his fins in the water. Yeah, oh, well, that's a typical Potts thing to say. Safe surfing, safe surfing, safe five, surfing. Yeah, up to the beach. But but I tell you what, bring back trestles next year to the CT. Yeah, get rid of the wave pool. You got to be kidding it's, me, don't you? Just bring it back. Everyone fucking hates the pool unless you can surf it. If you could surf it, yeah. how good would it be? But I would, yeah. I would love to surf it. Everyone wants it, to it, surf it. No one wants to watch it. No, it seems to be a bit of a trestles work uh, this week. I've noticed, um, and uh, it's going to be the most funnest wave um, to watch. Um, it, it'd be great to surf, but it's such a high, sort of um, high performance type wave that, um, yeah. I don't know why they don't bring it back. Hey, boys, question for you. Best surfer to ever compete at Trestles? Kelly. Kelly Slater. Yeah, good one. Yeah, no, you can't really go past <laughs> I think, Kelly. I think we need to delve a bit deeper on the questions next time, T-Bone. I think everyone knew that one, don't they? Yeah, yeah but pretty I've... easy, that one, isn't it? All right, let's go, yeah. through, go through the events. Best at the Quickie Pro. Snapper. Ooh. Mick. TB. Parko. <laughs> All right, next one, Bells. Oh, Jordy. Mark. Who did you say, Timo? Uh, I said Jordy, but I might change it to John John. To Bells? Yeah. Uh, Mick. Mick's got the most Bells, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, Mick and MR. Oh. I think MR's got three or four as well. How many has Kelly got? He's only one at once, I think. It's one of those bogey waves from like Sunset. Um, yeah, Margaret River. You've got to say John after that, uh, that year where he just demolished those rides. Yeah, easy. Um, well, I would say John because I actually surfed out there last weekend um, and whilst walking up the steps, uh, looking at all the plaques of the names of previous victors, uh, I counted John's name three times and I was thinking to myself, geez, I didn't realise he'd won it three times. Yeah, I think you won it when it was a QS as well. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Yeah, if so I'm not mistaken, three times. That's yeah. uh, that's pretty substantial. I think John John would have to be, and back in the day, maybe even a BL or a uh, Dave Mack. Yeah, Dave Mack, I think won it more when in the Margaret River Classic as opposed to the Margaret River Masters. Yeah, he dominated the classic. Right. It was certainly a yeah, pro event when he won it a couple of times. Um, yeah, what about Fiji? It's got to be Kelly, hasn't it? Oh, Owen Wright. Oh, Owen Wright. It's not, not a bad Owen one. Wright got two perfect heats out there. Chapu? Yeah, I'd have to, yeah, that is a hard one, actually. Um, I tell you what, the, 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 the last 
really good heat I watched was the retirement heat, TB and John John. How good was that? I'll tell you what, if, if, if TB didn't flick out of that wave <laughs> off that barrel, couple of, couple of turns, he, he would have progressed. Yeah. Anyway, he could have sure very he easily won the event. He was. He could have. He could have. Yeah. Have yeah. you spoken to old mate lately, Atsy? Uh, oh, mate, very briefly, he um, ridiculed me via an Instagram text last <laughs> night, actually. <laughs> well, what, but, uh, what did he ridicule you about? Uh, look, I think he had a photo of... Have you guys seen that Netflix show called Tiger King? Yeah, yeah. Holy shit, that thing is next level. It's mental, isn't and, it? And, and someone had a photo of the guy's face... <laughs> and put it in front of their body while they were drinking an honest ale and TB ridiculed me saying, Adzi, is this you, mate? And uh, look, I was a little upset, but I saw the funny side of it because I've been known to have some pretty shocking mullets over my time. And uh, yeah, but that, that guy's next level. Hey, hey so speaking, speaking of shows to watch, boys, uh, uh, can you recommend any, anyone, any shows on uh, Netflix or... Uh... Or whatever. I I'm just assume, finished I'm watching. I'm assuming the... you've seen Ozark. Yeah. I was no, I haven't. And Ozark and is the sickest start... show ever. I was going to start watching. I actually just finished watching season two of Tin Star now, mate. Oh, what on? Fucking, fucking weird. SBS demand. On demand. Because I've yeah. only seen episode, season... I've only seen season one. I think. Uh, what season two? It's 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 weird as fuck. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> a huge one. Um, Tin Star, Ozark is incredible. We got to say that. Um, and also, uh, what are we watching? We're watching Bloodlines at the moment, which is not too bad. Hey, hey, boys! If you like your um, crime serial killer type ones, uh, Mine Hunters is not too bad. It's um, a couple of seasons long. Is that the FBI oh, yeah. one? It's the FBI one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah cool. Cool. Um, hey, yeah. One thing that we about- Sorry, go on. Oh, it's, okay, so talking about uh, crime, since we entered the crime world, I was listening to a podcast. Um, I, I think it was a crime podcast. Anyway, a certain snippet popped up that I thought was very interesting. The singer of many of the fantastic songs on the greatest surf film ever made, Morning of the Earth, uh, the singer Brian Cadd, yes. who was synonymous with that, 60s, 70s surfing subculture, hippie freedom movements actually was paid to play a gig at the baptism of none other than Carl Williams' uh, (laughs) child. Like Carl Williams, the biggest, gnarliest drug dealing criminal, you know, had 15 people murdered, gangland wars of the, you know, late 90s, early 2000s. He got popped with a, uh, with a dumbbell, didn't he? He got killed with a dumbbell in the jail. He did, mate, yep. Oh, but right. uh, I just thought that was quite a, um, quite a leg removed from the Morning of the Earth era to playing at the baptism of Carl Williams' child. And not only that, they, he actually got forced to play at gunpoint after <laughs> being <laughs> enlisted to play and paid but due to his uh, alcoholic tendencies, apparently, he took advantage of the bar rider, had one too many, and ended up in his hotel room semi-conscious <laughs> and was late for the gig and didn't want to come down. He was too busted up. But when one of uh, Carl's sniper slash killer friends came up and convinced him with a bit of lead that he should get down and play, he went down and played. And I thought, wow, that, that is some strange information. So did he sing the original? Did he sing the theme song, "Morning of the Earth"? Same theme song. Did he write the theme tune? I don't know what he played, but I'm tipping most of the crowd hadn't seen the movie. Now, speaking of the uh, sort of "Morning of the Earth" era, I've got a, a little a little birdie told me that T Bone's got an interview set up for tomorrow with uh, a bit of a legendary character from that sort of time. Um, I think he was in a movie called Tubeless Wells. Is that the one, T Bone? Uh, yeah, well, I've got to double check. I, I know Storm Riders. Um, uh, Storm 100%. Riders, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I, I've got to do my research. Um, <laughs> but uh, the Gundry yeah, Bay. Thor- Thor- Th
I've had a few the, uh, boards over the years. Yeah, in uh, I actually watched a little little clip of him surfing Ulu's of Joe Engel um, back in the oh. mid mid seventies. There's a blast from the past. The Bells winner, Joe, Joe Engel. He won Bells, didn't he? Pretty sure he did. Yeah, um, and and uh, and it had Larry Blair in it as well. Uh, Larry Bear Blair from Maroubra, two times pipe pipeline champion. Um, yeah. So yeah, um, I used to live on the Gold Coast many years ago, and Used to uh, hang out with Thornton and he used to take me to surf a few spots along the coast. Um, he lives in Angari um, these days, so uh, I haven't spoken to him for quite a long time. So we're going to crack a beer and uh, just have a chat and uh, hopefully we'll get some good stories about uh, back in the 70s, what it, what it was like um, travelling and surfing through Indonesia. Yeah, nice. That, that sounds amazing. Hey, I just found this picture. Um, the old boy... I'm going to get on at some point because he's got some good stories as well. He sent me, he just dropped off a couple of photos from uh, his uh, travels around. Can you guys see that one? That looks like uh, J-Bay, my bro. J-Bay in the 60s. How good is it? Wow. wow. It just it never changes, doesn't it? Mate, just... They talk about all the development, but that's in the 60s, and that is as perfect a wave as you'll ever see. Yeah. Well, funny yeah. thing about uh, J-Bay is my good friend, um, Tony Savage. mate, you bloody nuts. Yeah, yeah, you want to see him? We've actually got, <laughs> just for people listening, we've actually got this video as well, and as he's just showing us his nutsack uh, inadvertently. But, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, getting, he's getting comfortable with himself there. <laughs> well, mate, I was just getting further away from the kids running around in the lounge room, actually. So, yeah. but, um, mate, I got sent a photograph of perfect glassy six foot j-bay about three days ago oh stop it my mate tony and one of tony's mates had sent him that and apparently it was the first day of official lockdown slash beach closure and his mate is sitting in his house on his veranda taking these photos and there was no one in the lineup six foot j-bay glassy eat your heart out now that would hurt. That would hurt. And look, in Australia, you'd probably risk it. Um, yeah. They risk it at Malibu you know, with the police and getting a warning and whatnot. But um, in South Africa, I don't think I'd be. I don't think no. I'd be um, stuffing around with the police too much over there. No, they don't. They don't fuck around with you. They'll throw you in the back of the paddy wagon and take you for a long drive. I reckon. Yeah, the poli- yeah. I don't I don't know if you guys obviously are aware of this the the police is like a um compulsory service over there. So you can either do you can do two years in the police or two years in the army, I'm pretty sure. So they don't fuck around the the police. No, they I'm, pretty, are. I'm pretty sure Tony did those two years in the army and he's told me a couple of stories and mate, it's it's pretty crazy what they do over there. Um, yeah, gnarly, gnarly. You know, he was seventeen years old and he just got thrown out on the border of you know, somewhere in the African savannas and, jeez, uh, that'll make a man out of you. Yeah, Tyron and I have spent, we've spent a bit of time over there. It's not, not together, but I know T-Bone's got a couple of stories um, about his time in Cape Town. What happened there? You had a little fight, mate, a little fisticuffs. Obviously, you remember that? Uh, no, yeah, I do, mate. I, I was actually, okay, this is going back to the early 90s. Um, I was actually celebrating a friend's birthday and I was just minding my own business. And yeah, um, and then uh, suddenly it was just a, a Wild West brawl erupted in this bar and someone came charging at me with a broken bottle and um, trying to take swipes at me. And then right. before, before I could react, another uh, someone from behind thrusted their fingers inside their, in my mouth and, and tried to pull my jaw out. Um, <laughs> As you do. So cut... Cut a long story short, um, uh, the the person managed to cut the tip of my um, knuckle on my my forefinger and it was, um, and when I threw a punch, um, I hit him in the mouth and I didn't realise this, but when I got, when I got my cut stitched up, about three, four, five days later, my hand started to grow like the and it just started to swell and travel down my arm 
and um, I went to the the doctor, and they had to actually cut it cut it open because it was going gang was heading towards gangrene. I might have to actually lose my whole whole limb. So that was from that was from punching. That was the germ from someone's tooth got inside my cut. So yeah. I've got this scar, boys. You probably don't really see it, but oh, yeah. um, I'll have to show you one day. But I was there. Um, I, I wasn't there at the fight, but I, I was. I think I saw you a couple of days afterwards, and um, yeah, looked pretty pretty sif, bro. What? When I got knocked out and I had the operation, I woke up and my hand was just wrapped in bandage and I didn't really want to look at it, but I did. <laughs> and all I could see was my, my bone. Oh. Uh, probably about from the very top of my finger all the way down to nearly my wrist. Um, that's, how, that, that's how much they had to cut and suck out all the pus. And it was just like a bit of chicken bone there. And, um, and that's the last I looked at. I just turned my head and... Uh, <laughs> And then it took wow. forever for any any flesh to grow over it. So I used to go surfing with a with a glove for about six months. Um, I was Which, Michael Jackson in the water. <laughs> well, that, mate, I had a dis- I had a discussion with T Bone. I thought Thornton Philander had that iconic photo at Nias with the glove on, talking of gloves. So maybe he doesn't can... strike me as a glove man, but I will ask him. <laughs> okay. I think you're thinking of Glenn Winton, mate, Mister X. Oh, Mr. Yeah, possibly, possibly. He's hey, those, remember those wind gloves back in the 80s? Yeah, I've still got some of them. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I run them every now and then. You can still get them. They're called webs. Webs, that's Mr. it. X. Yeah, how good. Um, so, boys, let's have a quick talk about beers. What beers are we on today? Um, I've got it. Actually, I'll start. I tried uh, three different delicious beers last night. Um, I was going to have them for today, but I, yeah, I, I just went, no, fuck it, I'm going to drink them last night. Um, <laughs> Wonder Juice by Epic Brewing in New Zealand. Have you heard of this one? Epic Brewing? Uh, Wonder Juice. Yeah, it's like a hazy IPA. It's one of the nicest hazy IPAs I've ever, ever tried. It's fucking delicious. Um, you know, I've been surfing much. I've just been drinking beers. Um, and yes. the other one I had was a, a Yeasty Boys breakfast stout with uh it sort of tasted a bit like blueberries and maple syrup. It was unbelievable. One of the nicest oh. stouts I've ever had in my life. But um, wow. yeah, I so yeah, mate, down at Dunsborough Cellars, Jeff Davies oh. and the crew, don't, don't forget about those boys while the, the oh, isolation's they're, they're on. Open. They're an essential they, service. They are an essential service. Um, yeah, so I went down and saw they Jeff are. and the crew down there and got some nice beers last night. What are you on at the moment, Adzi? I'm drinking Rocky Ridge Ace Pale Ale. It's currently my favourite beer. Um, it's not an IPA, which I'm surprised about. They're just going the straight pale, but it's, uh, yeah, mate, it's a bloody ripper. Real mouthful, 6.2%. So Wee. it's right, right where I like them, you know? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I find a little, a little tip for all the drinkers out there, if you don't know it already, when you're drinking a craft beer, especially a, a big and bold craft beer, treat it like wine, pour it in a glass first and, um, you know, air it out a bit because if you drink it straight out of the can, they, they, they sometimes taste a little bit too strong. Um, they're not that great, but um, yeah, pour it in a glass, air it out, let it, let it bubble up and breathe. And then they, um, the, the flavors seem to open up. So get in on it. Yeah, mate. Good, good advice there from the, the king of craft beer himself, Adam Kennedy. What are you on, T-Bone? Boys, I'm on Elsie. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about Elsie. Um, and thanks to Duns for Sellers, by the way. It's a refreshing ale with hints of citrus um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that give way to a subtle malt, maltiness, finishing subtle clean maltiness. and dry. Perfect, perfect beer for the West Coast. So... Um, it's, it's preservative free. Um, it's a, it's a really easy drinker. I think it's about 45, 47 or something a carton. Um, is it a mixture yeah. or full strength? It is, uh, I think it is 4.2. So it's probably mid strength and as his books, but definitely mid strength, um, low strength. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's really nice. It's really nice beer. Hey, yeah. um, I got something for you. Wave of the Winter has 
been one and run and one. Run and, and one. Um, it has indeed, yes. Jamie O'Brien is the yeah. person, person to win it uh, for the for the second time. Job. Yep. And, um, mate, he just had that one day in particular where he got, like, I think two of the final top five entries with Jamie from the same day. Um, it just goes to show he's still the undisputed champion of pipeline. And, um, you know, I would just like to say that, uh, mate, he's pretty much half Australian. I mean, his dad's a full Aussie. He's absolutely crazy as a, um, Chinese bat. (laughs) (laughs) But he is an Aussie. A a half raw Chinese bat. Yeah. You know, Wuhan bat. Wuhan bat. um, Wuhan clan. He, yeah, man. I mean, Jamie O'Brien is, uh, I'm claiming he, you know, he's got a lot of Aussie blood in him and he's the only person to ever win uh, wave of the winter twice. So well done. It was an absolute sick one. And, um, yeah. Mate, I love it. I also saw with the uh, Wave of the Winter that, um, Jez, I've had a mental blank now, Wave of the Decade, what's his name? Um, Reef. Reef um, McIntosh took the, took the chocolates yeah. for the Wave of the Decade. Now yeah, that, was that a Pretty No, no, it was that off the wall, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Just, uh, wave of the de- oh, Wave of the Decade at, in Hawaii. In Hawaii, yeah. yeah. Wave of the Decade. Right. As part of Wave of the Winter series, yeah. What a mental wave that was. That was so, so tall. It must have just been the the most random wedge to, you know, I think that's, the, you know, a closeout half the time, isn't it, off the wall? So Did you say it was off the wall? I'm just going to watch it now, actually. Pretty yeah, sure it was wall. off the wall, yeah. yeah. 100% was off the wall. Every well, now and again, though, they got it on there I'm now. Not, describe describe it, T-Bone, while you're watching it. Oh, it's just a big, six steep drop, big, thick, round, hollow, throaty, oh, massive spit. Oof. It's, that it's was the size of the one. It's, it's the like, size, yeah. T-Bone, you, you've got a future in commentating, my friend. Get into it. <laughs> WSL, when you do oh. get your comments back on, T-Bone is available to commentate. <laughs> and talking of commentators, I've got another interesting point. Dave Wassell. I love the way that guy commentates. So good. He is a nugget of a human. He's Hawaiian royalty. Yep. He has a neck that's as thick (laughs) as two of my skinny chicken legs. But that said neck was not thick enough to withstand the force of a local Southwest Margaret River beach break which apparently snapped that neck 20 years ago. Is that right? Yeah, so I didn't know that. There's a project for your kids. Do not come to the Southwest because you'll have your neck snapped by the beach breaks. Yeah, Dave Wassell snapped his neck at a, um, a, a beach break near Margie's 20 years ago and, uh, yeah, thought he was never going to walk again but got lucky and, and it was all good. Um, yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. A man of... Uh, who comes from a place of waves of such heavy consequence goes to show that uh, the Margaret River area obviously stacks up pound for pound as uh, as anywhere in the world. Yeah, I think I, th- I, I certainly think it does. Um, now I've just had a notification come through from Zoom that we've got unlimited time for our our Zoom meeting, so this podcast can go forever if we want it to. I, I just um... saw that, and I assume that. <laughs> That means you're going to be paying some sort of money, I would imagine, Namu, because you were the host. No, mate. You won't, Nick. Zoom has said, look, uh, everyone's in isolation. Nobody can do anything. We are going to just uh, roll it out for you guys at no no charge. So thanks, Zoom. Good on you. Well, you know why, Namu? I was just reading the news this morning. The bloke who founded Zoom has made nearly $4 billion over the last three months. What? Wow. Okay. Nice to know. Yeah. So, Did you so say people billion or billion billion Fuck over the last three months, and, and 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 that's obviously from people like us, people you know talking from the kitchen to their friends, and then you got the boardroom meetings, and uh, um, yeah. I mean, I'm sure Skype's gone off its tits as well. So that, I, I use Skype at work, but. Um, one thing that I'm doing Thank later God. on tonight is um, 
I actually picked this up on Snake Tales, Jake Paddo's Instagram. Um, I think him and his family are playing a drinking board game that his daughter had perhaps come up with. I don't know if you guys saw this. So you, you, you roll the dice and it might be, all right, skull a beer or, um, I don't know, fucking whatever the board game might be. Like oldest in the room has to skull a, skull a tequila or whatever it is. So um, we're doing that via Zoom later on tonight with some of Mel's family. So, um, uh, classic mate. Um, so how many people can join? I think you can have as many as you want. It's probably, well, it was going to be 40 minutes with zoom, but now it's as long, as long as you like. I, I, I've just opened it up and it's called let's get fucked up. That's, <laughs> that's the top of the, uh, the game, a little board game. It's, let's get uh, fucked up. Jeez, you can tell that there's not much happening in the surf world. We're talking about drinks way more than anything else at the moment. Yeah. Um, I also saw uh, uh, people playing chess where they replaced the um, the uh, icons with uh, glasses of uh, wine. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, whenever you make a move and take someone's uh, take someone's pawn or or castle or knight or whatever it is, and they have to drink said wine and put the glass to the side. I guess you got to write on the glasses or something. I'm not sure, but that looked interesting. Yeah, maybe different glasses for the different uh, chess pieces. Um, so we're all isolated at the moment. Everyone's socially isolated. Um, I know I've been to some fairly isolated spots in my time. Um, Adzi, I know that you've been to Cactus one time. You went to Cactus and... Uh, which is nowhere in Australia, but we should probably shouldn't even say the name, but um, it's not here in WA. Mate, what, what happened to you that time in Cactus? Well, look, if you were going to ever isolate, I'll tell you what, I think the chances of uh, coronavirus making its way to Cactus are very fucking slim indeed. Uh, it's probably a good place to be posted up, especially with autumn um, coming around the corner as it is, because it's, uh, I think autumn's the best time of year down there. A couple of, Really nice waves, but uh, yeah, look, I can, I can throw in a story that may or may not have happened, if you like. <laughs> Why not? We've got some time. Nothing's happening in the world of surf, so hit us up. Okay, so this may or may not have happened, but uh, I was driving across the country in my 308 Sandman panel van with my good friend, Fruity, and uh, we were living in the back of the panel van at the time, as you not do. Not Fruit Bat. Um, yeah, old fruity. And, uh, and look, you know, first stop was Cactus from WA. You, you drive across the desert. We, we punched it out. Um, I think we may or may not have eaten some uh, marijuana cookies to uh, uh, speed up the two-day drive, uh, which worked incredibly well. We rocked up there. Um, anyway, look, we were pretty young. It was about 97, I think, at the time. So we were about 19, uh, 19 20 years old. And... We were looking for action, you know, the bottom line. We're looking for adventure. We're looking for waves. We're Lady for action. action? Yeah, no, not a cactus. <laughs> we weren't too concerned about that at all. We were looking for life adventures. Um, life experience. So anyway, we, we get, yeah, exactly. So we got there and um, <laughs> the waves weren't that great the first day. And we decided we didn't have the money to pay the $7 a night camping fee or whatever. So we drove out of Cactus and went and slept on the side of the highway, about 20 k's out of town, um, and thought we'll only pay for it when the waves are good. So we drove back in the next morning, waves are good, you beauty, went for a surf, seven set bucks. up camp. Yep, seven bucks a night, whatever it was. Anyway, we're surfing, right, during the day, and we meet this American guy who's travelling around in, in, a, in a camper van, and a real Californian, real strong uh, Seppo accent, and the waves are small, so we went around the back of Cactus to a, um, the next bay around called Backdoor, which picks up a lot more swell. Uh, it's a lot heavier, bigger, nastier wave. Anyway, there's no one out. Um, me and my mate paddle out. And the American guy is scared of sharks, as he probably should be. So why, he's why are you like, at Cactus then? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. But... Um, so we're sitting out in the water and this guy was not adhering to social distancing whatsoever. He was like, <laughs> mate, he was fucking almost on top of me, looking down in the water, asking about sharks. And I'm just like, mate, you know, don't talk to me about it. Like, let's just have a surf and go in. Otherwise, it's not worth it, you know? Yeah. So anyway, 
we have a surf. Waves are pretty good. They were four to six foot, pretty powerful, pretty gnarly waves, you know. Um, so we went in and we went to the campfire. And the campfires in Cactus are communal. Uh, you're not allowed to have your own campfire. You got to, there's designated campfire areas. And as part of your $7 a night, the, um, the, the, um, the guy who runs the joint comes around, drops off firewood for everyone. So yeah, you go and have a communal fire. Anyway, as the afternoon's progressing, um, you know, me and my mate had um, purchased some local um, smoking material from the uh, local as surface. Communal fires. Yep. Yeah, as you do. And, we, you know, we were getting stuck into that and, uh, and having a beer and enjoying the fire and going, how good is this? We're camping out in the desert, in, you know, middle of nowhere. And then there was this guy called Marty. And he was a South Australian local and he was about 50 at the time. And uh, he was a fisherman. He didn't surf. And he was camped in the, in the tent, in the, in the camping space next to us. He just had a ute that he was sleeping in. Anyway, Marty, for some reason, has offered me some magic mushrooms. And... Um, <laughs> Uh, and I may or may not have said, okay, I'll eat those mushrooms with you, Marty. Right? So we've eaten them, but my mate Fruity was devastated that he wasn't there for the offering and he missed out. But anyway, he missed out. So tough titty. So I just keep sitting around the fire. And then as the sun sets, people slowly gather around, you know, um, and have a beer and start cooking their dinner on the fire and whatnot. And anyway, this American fella comes down and, you know, in, a, in 97, in the desert in Cactus, you know, no phones, no interconnectivity, he really came across as a showy, fancy, rich American, even though he was quite a nice guy. And he comes down by the fire trying to sell deck grips and leg ropes at discounted prices. <laughs> what are you doing? Because <laughs> he'd obviously bought them over from America. They're, you know, way cheaper. And hey, he, he's trying to sell fund his, his little surf trip. So... Anyway, cactus is probably not the right place to be wow. doing that. Talk about misreading your audience. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they weren't keen. No one was keen. And even if they were, they just didn't want to do it because they just it just was the wrong scene. You know? Yeah, so anyway. Hundred yeah. percent. You know, no foul. It was all good. But um anyway, so he puts his deck grips and leg ropes back in his car and he comes back down and sits next to me by the fire. There's about ten people around the fire. And um and anyway, I guess he figures that I'm his mate because, um, you know, we had a surf together and we, we avoided getting eaten by sharks and, you know, so anyway. And um, this guy, Marty, is slowly pacing around the ring of people at the fire. And, uh, you know, he's getting increasingly agitated, this old crazy fisherman from somewhere in South Australia. And next minute, oh, that's right. The American guy had a head torch on that straps onto your head. Yep. And mate, that just, that would just pushed everyone over the edge. And it's just like, Who is this fancy fucking wannabe American show Look at this fancy the- bastard. Yeah, look yeah. at this fancy bastard. And it really rubbed everyone up the wrong way. So no one liked him because he had a fancy torch on his head, which look, wasn't the biggest thing. But anyway, so for some reason, Marty, the crazy mad dog fisherman that I just shared mushrooms with walks up, grabs this guy's torch without saying anything, rips it <laughs> off his head, throws it into the fire. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, that was yeah. extreme. And uh, yeah. I'm sitting right next to him and no one, no one says anything because everyone around the fire, it was like a melting pot of traveling nobodies in the deserts, the wild west. It's like people were going from east to west or west to east mm-hmm. or north to south to make a, start a new life for themselves. It was a real strange vibe that was, you know, um, really no rules. And, and yeah, it was like a bunch of lost souls sitting around a, <laughs> a fire, you yeah. know, just getting a surf in between. Mate, you're a fucking and, show pony. I'm going to throw your fucking head torch in the fucking fire. I know, mate. Yeah, so I, I actually bought a 7-2, this is a side note, bought a 7-2 Jim Banks um, oh, off this guy off who had Marty. just come from, he'd just come Fuck from Nalu. He I had a 7-2 Jim Banks. Oh, how good are they? They're the best. So this guy, I swear to God, he had a sleeping bag and a 7-2 Jim Banks. And he said he's looking to make a new start on the east coast of Australia. And he sold me his 7-2 Jim Banks and left the next morning with a sleeping bag. Hitched down the oh, road well. on the Nullarbor. Well. So that, that sort of puts into perspective the crew that were hanging around the fire. Yeah. Tell you what. So yeah. old mate, Marty, the crazy 
magic mushroomed up fisherman, rips off the head torch, throws it in the fire, all right? Then, not happy with that, he walks up behind the American surfer for no reason at all. The American surfer's sitting on a bench, Marty's standing behind him, just slowly puts his arm around his neck in the, mm. in the, um, in the gap of his elbow, you know? And like the, the Americans looking around like, you know, nervously smiling at everybody, thinking that it's some sort of um, Australian joke and everybody's in on it and he's just going to laugh it off because uh, it's like a hazing of the American around the fire. But, mate, everyone looks at it and sort of looks the other way because no one's there to get involved in anyone else's business, you know? So, mm. anyway... As it goes on, a couple of seconds pass. Marty starts to really apply the pressure to this guy's neck. <laughs> and to the point where the American starts going, hold on a sec. This Hang guy's on, fucking strangling me. He starts to try to jam his fingers in the arm to get his neck free, but it's too late. He's let him just get this perfect grip on him from behind. Marty just starts absolutely choking this guy out. <laughs> this guy starts scratching and kicking trying to get out, but he's not going anywhere. He's looking around. He's starting to change colour and shit, and there's panic in his eyes. Mm. And he's looking around at everyone around the fire. Mate, everyone's just looking down at the dirt and, and kicking the dust off their shoes. And everyone's like, this is none of my business, you know? And I'm sitting right next to this guy looking at him. This mm. American's looking at me wild-eyed, fearing for his life, so he should be. Bulging eyes. I'm thinking, mm. Okay, I'm the only one that can intervene here because... One, I'm sort of surfing buddies with this American guy. And two, I'm mushroom buddies with the crazy motherfucker fisherman <laughs> from Christ knows where. So I'm the only one who can help here. So I look at Marty and in the most casual tone I can think of, considering the stressful situation, I look up at him and I go, Marty, mate, if you kill this fucking American bloke tonight, it's Friday night. What are we going to do on Saturday night? <laughs> And he looks, I swear to God, that's what I said. And he looks at me and goes, thinks about it a bit and then gives him this last tweak oh. of the neck, lets him go. Yeah. And fucking, this guy's just gasping for air. And then Marty just walks off and starts mumbling under his breath, talking to himself. American, it's like six o'clock in the desert in Cactus. You know, sun's just set. Marty, uh, uh, the American guy runs up to his fucking car packs up his tent and drives straight out of there. <laughs> Fucking bales. Fair enough, right? So he's there by himself. He's there by himself. Jeez. You know. Mm. Um, so anyways, the night progresses. Me and me mate Fruity, we're not going anywhere. We're going to see this fire out till the end. You know, we're fucking 19 years of old on in the middle of the Nullarbor. How the mushy's the going at this on. point? What's that? How the mushy's going at this point? Yeah, look, I was, I was doing pretty good. Yeah, I was, I was fine. Yeah, I was enjoying, uh, enjoying myself. And um, anyway, as the night goes on, though, as less and less people hang around the fire as they all slowly retreat to their campsites and whatnot, this guy, Marty, is just progressively getting worse and worse, like walking around, mumbling to him, talking to himself, all this shit, blah, blah, blah. And he keeps um, repeating this mantra of the only way to increase the group consciousness is to lower the numbers. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, we're just looking. And, and then it was, it ended up just being me and the one dude with the sleeping bag who I bought the Banksy off and me mate Fruity and Marty. And he just kept on going how mm. it's going to lower the numbers. Fucking to increase the group shit. He's going to do that. When everyone goes to sleep, he's going to go in their tents and he's going to kill everyone. <laughs> and I'm just like, getting there going, well, I sort of believe him because he tried to kill someone straight in front of us. And the worst part is he was camped right next to me. We were the closest guys. So we went to bed that night. I went in the back of the Sandman. I had a tomahawk. I slept with that. <laughs> he made fruity had this massive hunting night. We, we didn't get much sleep, you know. And then we wake up in the morning and the fire starts up again and everyone's cooking breakfast. And Marty just strolls up to the fire, everyone there. He's like, morning, everyone. How are we? Just no, no mention. It was just back business as usual. And I just went, holy shit, this guy is... Oh, hey, boys. So Let's go get some fish. If you're fish. thinking about self-isolating out in cactus, be aware that it also yeah. has its risks. Mate, I'm finding it hard enough self-isolating in my house, alone going to cactus. So I don't think I'll be doing that. 
I definitely don't want to meet any people like Marty, especially with a belly full of mushies. That's for sure. <laughs> Not the kind of shit you want to be hearing after a couple of, uh, that sort of milkshake action or whatever it might have been. May or may not have happened. May or may not have happened. T-Bone, what's on the next week, mate? Oh, we should mention T-Bone's got a new job. How's that going, mate? Good, mate. Yeah, first time I've ever had to work from home. So, um, fuck knows how people could work from home 20 years ago. Yeah, 15 years ago. So, uh, I don't think they could. Think of modern modern technology. um, We can do stuff like that. Yeah, mate. So it's uh, been pretty good, mate. Yeah, working from home. home well, got the wife doing the homeschooling. Um, so far, so good. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, Not yeah, too good bad, shit. All right, good we to might... have a job right now. It is indeed. Yeah. Um, might wrap wrap this one up, boys. Uh, any any yeah. last sort of comments, Adzi? Well, I guess it's... Uh... You know, I say it every week, enjoy the small things. And uh, it really does seem to be proving itself to be true at the moment. Um, on one hand, I, I'm i in the building industry, construction, and uh, it's been crazy busy because everyone's freaking out that we're going to close. So they want their projects finished. Yeah. And yep. on the other hand, I just want to go for a surf because I'm worried that the beaches are going to close. So it's stressful yeah. times for everyone. Yeah. So, mate, you know, everyone just pull your head in and, and try to get through it and hopefully in seven eight months time we're all just out there drinking beers on the beach again and surfing and, yeah. and getting back to business next time is going to be an absolute belter before actually before i get to t-bone we we uh we've got to do uh the curious cup nominations there's got to be a few around t-bone have you got anything mm. mate um i did have one this morning i was thinking oh fuck, what was it oh mate come back to me i'll try to remember it um all right, well, I've got, I've, 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 I've gone, Adzi. Let us, let us hear yours, mate. Okay. Mine is a pretty obvious nomination to whoever that motherfucking Chinese dude in <laughs> Wuhan who licked the bat's asshole. <laughs> is that what he did? He licked a bat's asshole. All right, oh, so look, in case you, it sure. passes your... It, it must have come close to that. <laughs> <laughs> you might be listening to Barrel Surf Podcast for the first time. You've got Namu, T-Bone and Adzi with you. Uh, and this is the Curious Cut where we nominate the biggest fucking tool in surfing or otherwise. So Adzi's got the, uh, the Wuhan Batman. Um, I, I've, got, I've got one actually. I was, we've been getting down, having a swim with the kids after, after homeschool this week. Uh, just, you know, just to reinvigorate and all the rest of it. And we we're down at the, one of the local beaches and this uh, lady and her son and two dogs come down. Uh, Dog obviously does what dogs do. Comes down and lays a big fucking sloppy nugget right next to us. And uh, <laughs> yeah, awesome. And uh, mum and son just keep walking. I said, hey, hey, um, just let you know, your, your, your dog's dropped one ear. Maybe come sort it out. But she goes, oh, there's no bags. I went, well, you know, not necessarily the council or the shire's responsibility for you to clean up your dog shit. So perhaps carry some bags with her. She goes, well, I haven't got any. And just kept walking and uh, just left this big sloppy dog turd on the beach right in front of us, which I thought was pretty fucking poor, poor form. Yeah, that poor is form. poor form. Yeah, good nomination. Yeah, so um, T-Bone, you got anything? You got you remember that Lads, one? I, I, I did have a good one. I just can't remember it. But um, I just want to say to all the hoarders out there, just, 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 just go easy, you know? Go easy. Well, on. I think that's calming down a bit now, isn't it? It was toilet paper it in is. the shops yesterday. Yeah, it's coming down. We didn't buy any because we've got about three years worth of toilet paper. So we don't. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Nah, no, not really. Um, we've got, we, well, we've got about well, six well, or eight well, rolls. I, I, there well, was some rumours that the bottle shops were going to close, though, but luckily that was. I think the, I think the, uh, the bottle shops must have started that rumour because. Uh, I think that was an April Fool's joke, mate. Fucking sales went up pretty quick. <laughs> Did I tell you guys that when I was in Bali just recently, I bought myself a bidet toilet seat from a local plumbing store. You did, mate. Yes, he did. Put it in the board bag. And How's it, it working? Mate, fantastic. Couldn't be happier. You must have a clean backside, bro. Uh, the cleanest <laughs> in the business, and I don't have to fight old grannies for toilet paper. Hey, Adzi, what's your plumbing business called again? Uh, well, I just work for Nessie at uh, Dunsborough Plumbing. Dunsborough Plumbing. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to get you to hook us up with an outdoor shower over summer. Um, yeah, good stuff. All right. Well, 
Yeah, fucking good one. We we did it. We we took on technology and we we overcame. And um, yeah, hopefully, you know, at some point in the, in the near future, there's going to be some surfing to talk about. Um, T Bone's yeah. going to come back with his Thornton Philander interview, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, hey, I really loved that bloody interview with um, uh, Sonny Abbotton too. That was unreal. Yeah, good job, T Bone. Good Very job. good dude. Yeah. Sorry about the audio, lads, but um, yeah. That happens I love that sometimes, story mate. About, um, about how, mate, how he got up to Bali through buses and dodgy <laughs> boats with a twelve-year-old brother. Like that's just crazy. What a crazy yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't it doesn't happen these days, does it? Ah. Now, if you are listening to the Barrel Surf podcast and you would like to hear an interview or some information about one of your favourite surfers, hit us up and we'll see if we can get in contact with them. Um, everyone's got a bit more time at the moment, so. Just speaking of Sonny Abbotton, I've got in contact with Mark Matthews to see if he'll come on because obviously they're both bra boys. So the uh, the yeah, hopefully we can, that can oh, happen. Oh, um, Chalky! Oh, Chalky! Yeah, Cause he's yeah, um, Chalky Matthews. So yeah, last words from everyone: just stay safe out there, keep calm, be kind to everyone else, do the right thing, and uh, we'll all get through this. And hopefully next summer it's going to be fucking sick, and we can all have a beer on the beach and enjoy ourselves. So um, good on you boys. Thanks for joining us today. Sounds good. Yeah, mate. thanks, Namu. We've got well, a long way to go, but everyone just hang in there. Hang in there. Check out, oh, by the way, check out your uh, your Lip podcast. Check out, yeah, Ain't That Swell, um, Surf Splendor, The Grit, The Spit. It's all out there. If you listen to heaps of content coming out at the moment. So enjoy that. And we'll uh, catch you next time on Barrel Set Podcast. Catch ya, boys. You.